And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. We don't give enough credit to signs, and we really should. That sign over there tells you great French fries. That sign over there tells you this is your exit. And look at that legendary sign. It's the Motel 6 sign. It tells you a great night's rest at a great price. Book online at motel6.com. And use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. Look for the signs. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a great price when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letter CP. Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel6.com. That's a great deal. And that's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Now, it's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. Welcome and good morning. Download our app today and listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. Yeah, so this whole thing about the Newsom doing his uh, southern tour, visiting Florida, Mississippi, Arkansas, Alabama... Uh, to uh, lecture them that uh, your authoritarian state governments are bad and California has a superior way of life. That's going to be a tough sell. But here's here's it's it's just simple. And this is a story that is talking about the fact of uh, of uh, Fox Fox News responded in this article. What Gavin Newsom's Make America California tour conveniently ignored. Yeah, the actual record. Look, there is no difference between a Joe Biden and what Biden has actually implemented and what Gavin Newsom would do. There is no difference between what Gavin Newsom would do and what Kamala Harris would do. There is no difference, really, uh, in what uh, Bernie Sanders would try to do and Gavin Newsom would try to do. Gavin Newsom is as radical as you can possibly get. But they look at all of them, and Biden is a lost cause, they believe. They look at Kamala Harris say, nope, sorry, can't do it. And, of course, Bernie, we can't even start with him. And so what do we do? Who's got the image? Ah, let's get the 1980s. Uh, uh, Los Angeles Lakers, Pat Riley kind of look. That's what we need. Yeah, that's the guy, Gavin Newsom. Now all they got to do is find somebody who looks like Phil Jackson to be his vice president, and they believe they're in. There you go. I mean, this, this is simply we're looking for the right image. They know they can't win on the substance of their ideas because there aren't many people in the United States that wish to be like California. It's just a reality. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't exist. Yeah, that's not a winner. Yeah, that's not. A, that's not, and that's what he has to overcome, no matter what, because that will be the campaign. The campaign will be: Do you wish to be like California? And so that's why he's going to places like the South to see if he can sell that message to them that California is the way that you wish to be. And I know, I know, because I have the same reaction. I know people are going, "What? How, how could they possibly try to sell California?" They they're trying to sell to you that and and they believe they're winning that a biological male can be a female if they wish to be. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you can't sell California. 
They're defying science. Right. They're trying to tell you the border is secure. They're trying to tell you inflation is down. They're trying to tell you we can run the grid on solar and wind. Come on. They look at the electorate out there and say, the people of the United States are a bunch of idiots. We'll simply sell them the Pat Riley image. Maybe it's time to bring California hope and change in here. That sounds great. And we'll have the commercials. And it will be Beach Boys music in the background because, of course, the Beach Boys will endorse Gavin Newsom. So he gets licensed to use their music. And you will see the famous scenes of the coastline and the beautiful <laughs> the the beautiful long-distance shots of San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah. And 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 Los Angeles and the national parks and Gavin Newsom with the hair slicked back looking just like Pat Riley did in 1987. Mm. With his perfect suit on looking there and, and that's we'll sell that to the Americans and they're suckers. Americans will buy anything. We can lie to them, we can say whatever. We have We've got them intimidated. My God, we were able to convince them that a biological male can be a biological female. These people are complete idiots. Of course they'll buy into Gavin Newsom. That's what they're thinking. And then there's the Baghdad Bob effect. And that would be as he's out there on the road trying to convince people, hey, look how great we are. In the background, there's an entire convoy of U-Hauls moving into those other states coming from California, fleeing the policies that he and his party have enacted over the over the years. And those, you know, um, here's, here's the, the, the things that we know. Number one, he's already measured for drapes at the White House. If not in 24, then in 28, whenever. He's going to run, and the party wants him to run. The party does not want Biden to run, and the entire sit-down interview with the Easter Bunny, I think, is clear. Now, the reaction to that, it's clear. The far left, and, and I saw more of it yesterday, Colbert's part of it, but I saw yeah. more of it yesterday going, you know, well, no, but that wasn't an announcement. That was not an announcement. It's like, well, actually, it kind of was. That's the way Biden works. And they told me, hey, Al, uh, they let me talk to you because you're the you're not even a weather guy anymore. What are you, Al? Uh, but whatever. Uh, they you're the me... guy that had the gyro on Seinfeld. That's right. Or uh, gyro, however. Yeah, you gyro, gyro, whatever it is. We, yeah. So uh, they they told me I can't talk to the media, but I can talk to you because you, you're not really media. So <laughs> you don't even report the weather anymore. So I can I can talk to you and and uh, look at the Easter Bunny. And by the way, I'm going to run. <laughs> huh? What? Yeah, I'm going to run. I can't announce it yet. I mean, they told me I can't announce it, but I'm going to run. And they and the left yesterday was in. And I I said to myself, that sounds like one of those. It, it, it certainly. Sounds and looks and smells like one of those items that, and then there's a long line of them, long list of items that where Biden has come out, uh, 
events where he's come out. Oh, they tell me I'm not supposed to talk. They tell me I'm not supposed to take questions. Here, what's your question? Uh, yes, your son, Hunter, no questions. <laughs> and so this is, it's clear, and you don't even have to go that far. The polls show it. His party, the majority of Democrats, don't want him to run. Uh, I think what the Democrats are looking for is someone young, confident, has energy, uh, that can lie with more of an honest look on their face and be more blunt about the the lies. I think the thing that Democrats are concerned with is even if Biden didn't get in, the next four years would be a disaster and would guarantee maybe a decade more of Republican rule in the executive branch. I think that they're now starting to think that it's got to be Gavin Newsom. It can't be anybody else. And you and I have always stated this. We thought in the back of our heads when Newsom said he wasn't going to run, we said we still have great doubts uh, of it. And every day that Biden doesn't announce, and when you see things like what Newsom is doing uh, uh, right now, it sort of verifies it. Newsom gets in, they believe he will stay eight years. And mm. I think the I, but I think what the minds inside the Democratic Party, the true the true socialists believe, and, and Gavin Newsom is as close as a socialist as you can get. I mean, he just is with the things that he wishes to do. They do believe that if Gavin Newsom, now they may be delusional in thinking so, but with the American public, who knows what the American public will go for, is what they're stating, is what they're thinking, I believe. But Gavin Newsom was able is part of the group of elite politicians that was able to convince California into the self-destructive policies that they've now created. I do believe that they understand, because I do believe that part of the liberal socialist philosophy is to make America uh, chaos again. You've seen it in the cities. When you see the things that they're doing, uh, as uh, the uh, the headline in, in Fox News talked about, the, um, oh, uh, let me just, I want to get the exact uh, way that they wrote it, you know, uh, basically the end of, of civilization. They don't want, the Democrats don't want civilization. When when you see the things that they promote, when you see the defund the police, rejection of civilization, that they reject civil, they don't want, an, they want people to hate each other. They actually do. This is the thing about it. They want, the reason that they wish to teach the critical race theory is they want everybody suspicious of everybody else. They want to judge people by groups, so you judge people by groups. Everything that they're doing is about dividing. Everything they're doing, think about think about San Francisco right now and the chaos that's going on there. Look at Chicago and the chaos that's going on there right now. Look at New York and the chaos that's going on there right now to fund the police. Look at Austin, Texas, where they had to bring in the state police. And now the city, well, what's going on? This was, this was done. You brought in the state police now to do this? Uh, the, 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 and so when you look at what they're doing to the major cities, you and I asked the question right about this time yesterday, how do they come back? You know, we talk about the, you know, the democratic national convention going to be in Chicago. Yeah. The image of liberal failure right now of liberal leadership and liberal failure right now in the United States is Chicago. Now, there are many other, you know, San Francisco's a very close second, followed by New York and probably Los Angeles. But right now, image-wise, where you can look at and the majority of people would say, no, Chicago is failing. And the businesses are moving. And we know that. 
and I do think that one of the problems that, uh, even though occasionally you've heard recently the Democrats have promoted federalism, they don't believe in federalism because they understand Gavin Newsom isn't stupid. They want to have the policies of California all across the United States because they know, they see what's happening right now. They know people are moving from California. They know people are moving from New York. They know people are moving from Illinois to other places where there's opportunity. The only way to stop that, I believe this is, and again, this is only my speculation and my gut feeling as to what liberal socialists always wish to do. If your own area fails completely, you're compared to the people that are having great success. And there's a lesson learned that voters can say, well, it's working over there. Eventually, they'll turn on you. But if you can convince the entire society that having the destructive policies of California, you're able to get that through on the federal level, that would be their hope. That would be their hope. You want to even the playing field down, which again, you may say, Gary, that's incredible speculation. But we've seen it. Everything that they've wanted to do is always equalize but bring everybody down, which is what socialism does eventually and communism does eventually. Well, we have equality. Yeah, but nobody's doing good. Well, if you think about critical race theory, for example, and what they want to do, I was thinking the other day, my gosh, part of me wants, part of me thinks that what they want to do is, all right, we instill into young minds that. If your skin color is this, then it's always this, and this is how you think, and you can't change it. It's in right. your DNA. Right. So that that way, when those individuals become adults, then the Democratic Party can look and say, wow, look at how racist people are. They judge everybody by their skin color. And it's because they, time after time, have to make it up as they go along. Time after time, they have to create something where there's nothing there. And when there's something there, deny exists altogether. Didn't see that from my perch. And that's the problem, is that there isn't the crisis. Oh, but we can create one. Yeah. Well, think about it. If we would have told you 15 years ago, that a premier women's swimmer would be basically running for her life at a college campus because she was promoting that biological males should not compete against biological females. Right. Because she was standing up for herself and other women. Right. And, And on a college campus, she would be barricaded, running for her life, fearing for her life, and then being barricaded in a classroom for three hours... And there was no condemnation by both parties, only one party. I don't know one Democrat that condemned what happened. No. No, I didn't see that anywhere. I don't know one Democrat. I didn't see that anywhere. In fact, the uh, the one dean of San Francisco State University came out and congratulated uh, everybody for being so peaceful. Now, she did say there were peaceful people that actually wanted to have the discussion. We're not talking about, the, the, you know, we're not talking about those people. Right. We're talking about what she had to go through. Uh, what she had to go through after. So think about what the Democrats were attempting to sell you. It's insanity. Which, what do you get with insanity? You get chaos. Well, when you have chaos, you know, I don't know how they believe that they can keep causing the chaos. Because every every challenge we face today in the United States is because it's what we voted for. It's not because of a natural disaster. 
We're it, here by choice. We're here by choice. And they view this, and they know that. They go, we're here by choice. These people put us in, and we still have half the country behind us. We can promote insanity, and half the country is still behind us. All we need is the right image because they've got Trump, and he's the wrong image, and we're going to make DeSantis the wrong image also. And we have the right image. We've got a Pat Riley lookalike. <laughs> yeah. Well, seriously, and, I mean, I, and, I, I, I honestly, I honestly believe that that is the that is the goal based on my experience of covering liberal socialists for the last forty years. Mm-hmm. And there's no doubt that again, the facts remain, and nobody's really disputing it, except Biden himself. Nobody wants him to be president. The majority of his party doesn't no. want him to run no. again. No one approves of of what he's doing. You need a better liar. The liberal media is screaming, where are our talking points? Yep. Every single day at the White House, they get this defensive posturing. They get this defiance. They get lie after lie after lie after lie. Here's the thing, though. Even, uh, you know, for example, uh, you have just a... Uh, Newsom simply a new image promoting the fact that Republicans are authoritarian. Just they haven't been able to sell that. By the way, they haven't been able to sell that. They can you can't sell because what they're trying to sell is you know that Trump is an authoritarian and also that DeSantis is an authoritarian. Well, it that, will that be, is, yes, no, I think right. I, I think it's uh, it, it's this is basically what they're looking at. Just as in Chicago, at the White House, they want. Same agenda, different Brandon. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Great point. By the way, every time you say Brandon, I think you're saying the other word by just by saying Brandon. because <laughs> That's probably why I'm saying it. 866-90-RED-EYE. USDA's latest look at domestic orange production indicates a 2% month-over-month decrease. Yet, as Mark Hudson of the National Agricultural Statistics Service in Florida says regarding that state's orange production. Actually, we're unchanged on our oranges from previous month. Our forecast is still 6.1 million boxes, which is down to 67% from previous year and 73% from two years ago for our non-Valencias. Our Valencias at 10 million boxes is unchanged, but it's down 56% from previous season and 67% from two seasons ago. The 2% reduction in total domestic orange production comes from a 2% production drop in California, plus a decrease in Texas orange production, down 9% from their respective previous forecast. Hudson points out, Those other two states, they do it quarterly, we do ours monthly. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. Get in touch with Red Eye Radio, toll free at 866-90-RED-EYE. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE 
to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CP Red Eye. That's the letters CP Red Eye, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6. And help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley and I'm Gary McNamara. 866-90-RED-EYE. Uh, Inflation numbers come out later on today. We'll go over them. On uh, tomorrow's uh, show with a fine-tooth comb. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, was announced yesterday uh, that the uh, the uh, Sunday NFL ticket pricing is out. And uh, okay. YouTube's carrying it now. DirecTV doesn't carry it right, anymore. Right. That's, I got a bunch of emails yesterday on that. People are like, you hear DirecTV? I go, yeah, it's like six months old. <laughs> YouTube's carrying it. But the, mm-hmm. the, uh, the pricing came out. The, the, here's the problem. With it, DirecTV was giving it almost free over the last couple of years. Mm. And YouTube now wants you to pay full price. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a lot of people balking on that. So we'll get to that, what the prices are for that. Plus, uh, it's supposed to start. I think they're doing uh, jury selection maybe going on right now, even today, whatever. But the Dominion Fox lawsuit. Yeah. Oh, some really interesting things in there mm-hmm. that we'll get to coming up. Listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Carney, and I'm Gary McNamara. Eight six six ninety Red Eye. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today, and you can listen when and where. You want if you can't listen live uh, overnight. You know, you and I just uh, talking about uh, some of the interesting things in the Dominion lawsuit against Fox News, the the defamation lawsuit. Before we get into the 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 one point, what I thought was interesting here, and it brings up more questions than actual answers that I that I have here. Uh, but where the um, this this case, the judge has already made the determination that fox news that the that the actual hosts lied right the judge has made that to, 
which I find interesting uh, because I don't know precisely what the evidence he is using, what the quotes he is using from there. So I'm talking this more in a generic point. Why does the judge get to decide that? Why doesn't a jury get to decide if they lied? Why does a judge get to make that decision? Uh, I'll read some of the article here. An attorney representing Fox News against Dominion's $1.6 million or million, billion dollar defamation suit clashed Tuesday with the judge in the case over how uh, some of the network's biggest stars can be questioned on the witness stand once the trial gets underway next week. Dominion's lawsuit accuses Fox News of knowingly pushing false conspiracy theories about the voting machine company in the wake of the 2020 election in order to combat concerns over ratings and viewer retention. Quote, the hosts are going to make the argument that they didn't make the statements, end of quote, Fox attorney Dan Webb said in a pretrial hearing of the case, offering a potential window into how some of Fox's biggest stars may explain some of their broadcasts that Dominion said was defamatory. The judge said to the attorney, if you argue that, I will turn to the jury and say you are incorrect. The disagreement came as a warning uh, to both sides from Judge, Judge Davis not to make arguments before the jury that would contradict his previous rulings in the case. Davis, in pretrial rulings last month, shot down one of Fox's arguments in the case that they were simply reporting on claims that were undeniably uh, that were undeniably newsworthy. That defense, uh, the judge wrote, failed to shield Fox from liability. Davis also ruled, ruled on false statements, finding the statements broadcast about Dominion were, in fact, false. Why does the judge get to decide that? Why doesn't the jury get... And I'm asking the question in all seriousness. I'm not, mm. there is, there is no, I'm not taking sides on this either way. I'm, it's a strictly legal question. Why... Does the judge get to decide that? Is that and is that a way that Fox could appeal it if they are found guilty of defamation? I don't know. I don't know why the judge gets to make a decision. You're you're making half the decision because the first half is in defamation, especially of you know of a company like this because uh, apparently they're viewing them as a public figure. Uh, the corporation is a public figure, Dominion. Uh, the first part is, was it a lie? And the judges said, yeah, they lied. And number two, was it malice? So yeah. the judge gets to decide the guilt of the lie, but not malice? Right. I, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a question that I have. Number two, if he has determined that what they said are a lie, and they get up and testify it, and the judge turns to the jury, let, let's say Tucker Carlson goes in there and says, I didn't say that. And the judge says, to looks at the jury and goes, that's a lie. He did say this. He did say, he did say defamatory things. Can the judge turn to Tucker Carlson and say, I'm charging you with perjury? Yeah, possibly if that has already been set by the court, if, if that's the way the judge is going to conduct it. Yeah. Because you have all the evidence of what the statements are. Whatever statements he's going to use against 
whoever's, you know, whoever ends up testifying, I think I've heard Tucker Carlson, I've heard Sean Hannity, but they know everybody, there is no statement. They've got the emails. The emails were extremely damning. They, they hurt completely because it was obvious Fox was saying one thing, you know, behind the scenes and another thing, you know, they were, they were talking differently. Now, I don't know what the exact statements that the judge has ruled false or lies and just trying to figure out whether they're malice. So I'm just going to say it's obvious that what they said on the air was not the same thing that they were saying behind the scenes in those emails. They right. were different. Yes. Yes. There, there is a difference between the emails and, and what was said on the air. Right. And But until I see exactly what the judge, what actual statement they're talking about, and I don't know that, and I haven't been able to find that. Well, we've been asking from this, the beginning of this whole thing. Yeah. It gets down to what was actually said. And if it was ever corrected and uh, it was if it was repeated, and also who said it. So what I get here, because it says the ju- judge ruled on false statements, finding that statements broadcast about Dominion were in fact false. Well, he's got to be talking about the host are saying it. Because in the sentence before, he's saying, if the host say we didn't say that, These statements, we didn't make false statements. He's going to turn the jury and say, yes, they did. Well, you want an you want an easy defamation case. The judge tells the jury that the witness is lying and the defamation case is against you and you're lying on the pertinent case of defamation, which a jury didn't come to the decision of whether it was a lie or false or not. You did. Or in a defamation case. Are they able to take the statements and is a judge able to do that? Because it's a civil case, again, not a Hmm. criminal case. Mm -hmm. So is a judge able to do that? Apparently, I didn't hear Fox. I haven't seen a big story on, then again, Fox is ignoring the story completely. They're not touching it at all. Right. But you really haven't heard a defense saying, wait a minute, the judge made a decision that is unconstitutional to begin with. How can he make the decision? Why doesn't a jury make the decision? On both cases, it's a lie, and then it's also malice. Because you need both to get there, apparently, in this case. I didn't see, though, where the judge ever ruled them a public figure, but he must have because they're discussing malice. Yeah. And malice only comes if you're a public if you're a public right. figure. Yeah. So. Yeah. And being a media corporation, yeah. So. That's. You know, um, the concern that he has this week, too, is that the judge. Concerned about Murdoch and his role in the company. Because the lawyers for Fox have come out and said uh, in the last, gosh, couple of years here, in this back and forth, that Murdoch did not have uh, any kind of uh, hands-on day-to-day involvement in the company over the weekend according to dominion attorneys fox attorneys presented that murdoch is a an officer of the company the judge had asked about officers of the company prior to this and they listed uh, uh murdoch's son uh, uh and as ceo uh, they listed uh, Fox News media CEO Suzanne Scott, COO and CFO Joe Dorego, 
and also the news president, Jay Wallace's officers. They did not at that time, this goes back two years ago, according to uh, the uh, attorneys for Dominion, and they showed the court filings to back this up, that basically it was presented and it did not have Rupert Murdoch listed there as an officer when he is a chairman of Fox News. And also uh, he chairs the, the board for the parent company. So the question then is, all right, were they asked because the judge says, well, well, look on this, well, they're not involved on the day-to-day thing. You don't escape responsibility as an officer by saying you don't do anything. Because what they're saying, the, the, the attorney <laughs> was saying that the, the role that, the, that Rupert Murdoch has on, in, in this whole thing uh, as chairman of Fox News, executive chairman, it's an honorific, is what they called it, honorific position. In other words, he doesn't really do anything. He's not involved in the day-to-day operations. Well, the judge is saying, well, hold on a second. You don't escape responsibility. And he also said that it was, the judge also said that it was represented to him that Murdoch was not an officer at Fox News prior to this and now He's saying, look, you guys, basically, you're not off to a good start here. you got a credibility problem. And and in the last hours before they, well, days, I guess, before they start this, Fox News, the claim is that Fox News attorneys are just now disclosing this to the Dominion attorneys. That Murdoch, well, the elderly Murdoch, is an officer with the company. Now, it's easy to find uh, Fox News, their actual website, Fox News, has this has him listed as a uh, an executive chairman and also with their parent company that's listed because they're a publicly traded company but the question is is that when it's before the court if you're not being if you're not giving that that disclosures different than being asked a direct question and then giving a direct answer because that disclosure is important in setting the tone and setting the table and the judge basically is making the claim hold on a second for two years you guys have been pretending that Murdoch really isn't, in terms of Fox News, he's not really involved when he is an executive chairman and his son is CEO of uh, Fox Corporation. And then we have to look at these, you know, items and and we, because you have to, the, 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 the question is, who is, ulti- how many people in this company, if anyone is responsible for malice, if they're responsible for what goes on the air, and then in this case, malice against Dominion is the claim, then who all would be responsible? Is it just the host? Is it just the guest that's on with the host? Is it the producer and the host? Is it? And so you go through that, and then you assign that responsibility. Right. And you also look at the number of people that knew and the lines all the way down of sure. communication. And how often it. it happened. Was it yeah, exactly not? Right. What, what I wonder here is because the Davis reiterated during the hearing, it was crystal clear that the allegations Fox aired against Dominion were false. Also noted that bringing somebody on the air does not absolve the publisher telling Fox attorney, that's what you have to be uh, careful of. Uh, the judge says, I'm not, or the, the attorney said, I'm not going to step over the line. Judge says, well, it looks like you are. Well, not only is he stating this judge, from what I can read, that the 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 guest lied, but what he's saying is the hosts also lied. 
because you said earlier the hosts are going to make the or that the attorneys said the hosts are going to make the argument that they didn't make the statements, and then the judge goes right back. Well, that, I would then tell the jury that's incorrect. Basically, that's a lie. Which brings me to this point: Do does this is really incredible as a defense witness? Do you have to go in there then and admit that because if you don't admit that you lied? And the judge already made the decision you lied. Is that perjury? Right. Because the right. jury hasn't right. made that yeah. declaration. The judge did pre-trial. All right, everything was a lie. So, you know, mm. our, but uh, we, we didn't make those. We didn't make those statements. That's a lie. Well, then, if he, they say I didn't make the state, so you have to go in as a witness and admit that you're guilty, and the only goal is to figure out your malice behind it. Right. Here's the thing. Hmm. Is malice just wanting to make money to promote a lie? If their goal was, I don't, we don't want to lose our audience, because that was what they said behind the scenes. We don't want to lose our audience. So we need to basically, you know, well, yeah. we, we, need to, we need to keep this Look, going. We're profiting from this. And, is, is that, and we can is take that, somebody, we can, we can damage somebody else. And, and if, or, or, hey, even if we have to uh, tell lies and damage, uh, other individuals along the way it's to make money it's, so that's it's, okay it's right, it's okay. to make money okay. and and by the way the there was after the hearing a fox post a spokesperson said that uh murdoch has been listed as a uh, an executive chairman on the sec filings well but that's not in the court right that's not right. disclosure is what the judge basically is saying here Eight six six ninety red eye We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and uh, I'm Gary McNamara, 866-90-RED-EYE. Reading about uh, this debate that was held on Vanderbilt University, yeah. the college Republicans on mm-hmm. the whole, uh, you know, Tennessee bill and uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, surgery for minors and all right. that, right? Uh, and the liberal transgender activist movement. The debate shouldn't be held. It's about hate. The Democratic Party too. The debate shouldn't be held. The debate itself is hatred. Mm-hmm. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord! We get it! They have chemistry! Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.